What's up, horror fans? Say no to drugs and stay out of the basement. You're listening. We interrupt our program to bring you Final Girl Friday. Welcome to Final Girl Friday. My name is Molly, and I like scary movies. Today, I'll be looking at Would You Rather, directed by David Guy Levy, released in 2013. I'll also be answering 50 Would You Rather questions as quickly as I can. We'll see how that goes. I am not a fast decision maker. <laughs> this topic was chosen by my patrons. Thank you guys so much for voting on this month's topic poll. April actually saw our first tie, so this is really part one. The second being whether or not the pandemic has made the happening any less terrible. I feel like I could just save us all a lot of time and easily summarize that episode. No! But I haven't actually seen The Happening in a few years, and that wouldn't be fair. I am going to put off watching it, however, for as long as humanly possible, so we're doing Would You Rather today. Before I get into it, I have a couple of quick points of interest. The first being that the South by Southwest Film Festival, which is normally held annually in Austin, Texas, has announced that the event will be taking place this year online with the help of Amazon. Starting Monday, April 27th, and ending on May 6th, anyone with an Amazon account, at least in the U.S., I'm, I'm actually not sure about elsewhere, will have free access to 39 films as well as online panels and Q&As. I'm especially looking forward to the Shutter documentary series Cursed Films, which looks at history's most famously haunted or cursed productions like Poltergeist. Jennifer Sulky, I really hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, the head of Amazon Studios said, until we are able to be together in person again, we hope this program allows these wonderful stories to virtually reach film lovers everywhere in the country. For a little recommended reading, there is a lovely article from the Horror News Network by Janelle Spiegel entitled Women in Horror, which celebrates more than 29 wonder women across the genre from Felissa Rose to Adrienne Barbeau. And over at Dread Central, we have an equally great editorial by Samuel Pierce called Forbidden in footage, which looks at eight movies about movies, specifically Lost, Cursed, or Snuff Films. This article starts with one of my personal favorites, Cigarette Burns, and I'm always just so happy to see people talking about it. Speaking of recommended reading, some of you may have heard me mention in the past that I am slowly making my way through the written works of Stephen King. It is not an easy undertaking. The man, as we all know, has written several lifetimes worth of amazing books, but I'm trucking along, and I just finished Misery yesterday. The book is even more disturbing than the movie, and I really didn't expect to feel that way in this particular case. The movie is still one of the best, Annie Wilkes is still my favorite villain, but my god, the book just, ugh. There were several points where I had to put it down and walk away and go watch cartoons to get my head right, because fuck, just fuck. Back when Bruce and I talked about Misery, he mentioned a few of the differences between the film and the book, and he was right. There really aren't many. It's a very faithful adaptation, but one of the biggest differences between the two is that Annie is quite a bit more violent in the book, if you can believe that. She is gruesome. She forces Paul to drink soapy mop water. She does chop his leg off with an axe rather than smash it with a hammer. She cuts off his thumb, and that's really, that's not even remotely everything. I don't want to give everything away. Um, um, that's just some of the stuff that I'm still thinking about today. It is a truly unsettling read. I highly recommend it. Also on the subject of finally getting around to things, I finally got around to watching The Belko Experiment from 2016. I was only four years late to that party, and I really enjoyed it. I know not everyone loves it, but I thought John Gallagher Jr. did a fantastic job in the lead role with an awesome cast to back him, and I liked getting to see that battle royale story taken from a school 
and put into an office building. I thought I thought it was neat. All right, I think that's everything I wanted to touch down on before we jump into it. If you're new to the podcast and you don't hate it, stay tuned until the end of this episode for information on Final Girl Friday elsewhere. And as usual, if you haven't seen Would You Rather from 2013, proceed with caution because I am about to spoil the entire film for you. Okay, would you rather? Today's review is going to be a little different from what I normally do. A long look is what I normally like to take, but I have to answer 50 would you rather questions today, and that's that's a lot of questions. It's going to take up a lot of time, so um, this is going to be a little bit closer to like a more traditional review, although I really don't do those very often, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> To start, I've said a couple of times now that Would You Rather was released in 2013, and that is true. It had a limited theatrical run in February of that year, but technically it premiered at ScreenFest in October of 2012. So you'll see all over the internet different release years for this film. Personally, I think that either vantage point is valid. I think it just depends on what an official release is to you. Either way, the film was directed by David Guy Levy and written by Stefan Schlachtenhaufen? Schlachtenhaufen. We're gonna go with Schlachtenhaufen. Uh, they're the same duo behind the Mandela Effect from 2019. Would You Rather tells the story of a young woman, Iris, struggling to make ends meet and take care of her terminally ill brother after the death of their parents. Through one of her brother's doctors, Iris is introduced to Shepard Lambrick, an eccentric philanthropist who invites her to a dinner party at his home. There, she will be given an opportunity to dramatically improve her and her brother's situation by way of a competitive parlor game. In her desperation, Iris accepts, and what follows is a grisly version of Would You Rather, where the contestants are forced to act upon their increasingly murderous choices until only one of them remains. Its initial release saw mixed reviews, and quite a few people were disappointed by its lack of blood and guts. For some reason, and I, I think I understand what the reasons were, but but the universal expectation for this film seemed to be that it was just going to be making another offering to the torture porn gods. And yeah, if you go into this thinking that you're going to watch a splatter film, you'll walk away feeling pretty bummed because Would You Rather isn't a splatter film. It's a psychological horror movie designed to torment the mind much more so than the body. Thankfully, these days, a lot of people seem to appreciate that. People are celebrating the film for its restraint now rather than punishing it. I personally love that the film focuses so much more heavily on the anticipation, the choices the characters have to make, and how they decide rather than just giving us one brutal outcome after another, which is a thing that often leaves me feeling tired and desensitized. I mean, it's true. There are several moments where you kind of feel like the film is promising you something. What I'm thinking of most specifically is during the second round of the game, uh, Lambrick's men come in and they line the entire dining room with plastic floor-to-ceiling plastic, and it is so easy to expect and to anticipate a lot of bloodshed after that, because why else would you put plastic all over the ground? And during that second round, you have what had the potential to be very bloody deaths. You have Linda bleeding out from an ice pick to the thigh and uh, Peter blowing his own hand off or the top half of his hand anyway with um, a quarter stick of dynamite. And neither of those deaths really result in a whole lot of blood. It does kind of make like the plastic all over the room feel a little pointless. And so of course, especially 
when the film was released and you had all those posters, promotional materials that were really riding hard the whole ice slitting scene, um, of course people are going to walk into it thinking that it's going to be like a, a bloody mess. And it, it just wasn't. But I really enjoy that about the film. Would You Rather is a slow walk into hell with excellent pacing, by the way, which I think is due largely to the fact that unlike most films, horror or otherwise, this movie was shot in sequence. As the characters experienced the escalation of the game, so too did the actors. And I think that that was such an appropriate and effective way to make this film. One of the other things I like most about Would You Rather is the melancholy lens through which the story is told. I think that this was such a smart decision to make it a somber film rather than an in-your-face edgelord of a movie, which, I mean, they could have easily gone in that direction. Instead, they chose to coordinate the tone of the film with the personality and perspective of their final girl, I'm using the term a little loosely here, whose outlook on life is understandably bleak. A huge contributor to that end is the music, composed in part by Barty Johanschon, an Icelandic musician from the band Bang Gang, who, as a side note, also composed an original score for the 1922 silent horror film Haxon, and it is beautiful. My god, it's amazing. Please look it up. You'll not be sorry. Johan Schoen was the perfect fit for Would You Rather, as his music is as understated as the film itself. On top of this, you have an incredible cast, starting with Brittany Snow, who plays Iris, and while she has been in a couple of films I'm not exactly wild about, I think she wears the final girl crown quite quite well here, especially in tandem with the tone and music I just mentioned. Iris has such a sweet and timid disposition that many of the other guests at the party are loath to cause her pain right from the beginning, opting instead to hurt themselves, which makes how she wins the game all the more shocking. After watching nearly everyone else at the party die, she's given one last choice. She can end the game, thus allowing Iris and Lucas to walk away with nothing or kill Lucas and claim victory. Not only does Iris kill Lucas in the end, she interrupts his heartfelt story about how he came to be there with a shot to the chest. And I mean, as the film progresses, you do start to wonder exactly what will happen, like what will Iris become? At no point did I think that Iris was going to be the one to kill Lucas. I was I was stunned. On the subject of Lucas, played by Enver Jokai of Dollhouse, his is one of my favorite performances in the film. I was so impressed with him, especially during everything leading up to that infamous eye-slitting scene. I get it. I get why people regarded it as the most disappointing moment in the movie because it was hyped up to be such a brutal one, gore-wise. And it isn't, but if you look at it independent of those expectations, Lucas's complete breakdown upon realizing what he has to do, his anticipation of it, and his unfettered fear steals the fucking show. I was entranced by him. Fun fact, Enver also played Luca in that one episode of Community where Britta ruins guys for Troy and Abed. Other notable performances include John Hurd, who plays Conway, a recovering alcoholic. He's not actually in the movie for that long, but what we do see of him is gut-wrenching. He knows that something is wrong with the party from the beginning, and when he finally gets fed up and tries to leave, he's the first to be killed. God, and John Hurd was such a great choice. The casting is great in this movie. <laughs> like, if I haven't stressed it enough, this, this film is very well cast. And John Hurd was just perfect, especially because one of the biggest faults that the film has, in my opinion, is a lack of character development. We have eight guests at this party, all of whom were invited by Lambrick, um, presumably because they require some kind of 
of dire assistance. And we learn tiny bits and pieces about them. We know that Peter was a chronic gambler. We learn later on down the line that Amy apparently lost a child at some point. I'll talk about that in a second. We know Travis was in the military, but as far as like why they're actually here and why we should care about them like we care about Iris, there isn't really a whole lot to go on with Conway. All we really know about him is that he's a recovering alcoholic who's skeptical about Lambrick. He's 16 years sober. But when Lambrick offers him money to leap off the wagon, there is so much depth to John Hurd's reaction. You can really feel the 16 years of sobriety and the suffering and the pain that he must have gone through to achieve that. And the internal struggle that he has, the argument with himself, his disgust with Lambrick, his disappointment in the night, like all of it just culminates. And Conway is such a powerful character and an important one as his death is sort of like the signal shot that lets all the rest of the guests at the party know exactly what kind of game they're playing. So yeah, John Hurd was just such a great choice for that. Eddie Steeples plays Cal, another character who breaks my heart every time he's on screen. Um, Cal sets the humanitarian precedent during the first round of the game. And so when he gives in and starts hurting people, that that decision carries a lot of weight. It's painful. I wasn't super crazy about Sasha Gray's performance. Although, I mean, I do know she's got chops. I thought that she was wonderful in the girlfriend experience. So I'm not really sure what happened happened here. Her lines just felt really stiff to me and often reminded me that I was watching a movie. Also, I felt that the character of Amy had a lot of potential that was just lost in translation. I felt that Amy was supposed to act as a kind of harbinger of harsh reality for the rest of the group, but instead she came across as a childish, overly antagonistic, and generally unlikable person with a weird sadistic streak. So much so that when the one little nugget of backstory we get about her, about like the fact that her child died, is revealed, I honestly couldn't care less. I was happy to see her character go. Uh, Some of the scenes with Rob Wells were also a little meh, but the more I watch the movie, the more I feel that that has a lot more to do with the way the character of Peter was written. And thankfully, nearly all of the scenes with Peter are masterfully evened out by my absolute favorite performance in the film, Jeffrey Combs playing Shepard Lambrick. I cannot think of anyone better suited for this role than Jeffrey Combs. Yes, I am biased. Yes, I think that he is the greatest actor who has ever lived. And yeah, if they made like a third Showgirls movie and cast Jeffrey Combs in it as guy at strip club number five, I would watch it, buy it, and probably think he was amazing in it. But you know what? He would be amazing in it because he's Jeffrey fucking Combs. In Would You Rather, everything from Lambrick's violent impatience with Peter to his oddly reasonable objections to his son Julian's bad behavior, it all makes Lambrick a complicated guy. He's a sick bastard, obviously. He's pitting desperate people against each other for sport, but he also has his own warped code of ethics that aren't entirely different from ours at times, and he's insightful. It's a layered role, and Combs, of course, plays it perfectly. Some of my favorite little details from the film revolve around Lambrick and his son. Um, For example, when we first meet Shepard, he's scattering nutshells all over Dr. Barden's couch, which is such a telling thing. It speaks loudly of his regard for the people that he, you know, quote, helps. Lambrick doesn't give a damn about Barden's property. It's just a catch-all for his crumbs. Something that one could say about all of the people to whom Lambrick provides his twisted version of charity. I also just love Lambrick's out 
outbursts throughout the film, whether they're angry or impressed. Like when Iris is able to survive being held underwater for two minutes by Bevins, he's like a kid watching a really exciting sports event on TV or something. He is so impressed with her. And on the flip side of that, when Peter has to set that quarter stick of dynamite off in his hand, Lambert becomes very impatient with him and just starts shouting really angrily at him because Peter's not doing what he wants. In many ways, Lambert behaves a lot like a child which I think just adds even more to my fascination with the character of Julian Lambrick, played by Robin Lord Taylor. Although admittedly, my interest in Julian is a retrospective one. At one point, Shepard tells Iris that since the death of his mother, Julian lacks restraint. And I find that really interesting because of the expectations that a lot of people had going into this movie to begin with. Julian is there at the party as a petulant child, allowed to observe but not touch his father's toys. And when it's revealed that he can't help himself, he's ejected from the room for the remainder of the film. One could argue at least I could argue that Julian makes for an excellent representation of torture porn itself, while his father represents the more disciplined, though equally depraved, psychological torment. Again, that was something that didn't even occur to me the first time I saw the film. It's just something I think about more and more every time I see it. Once I started looking at the Shep-Julian dynamic that way, it was impossible for me to see anything else. All in all, I really enjoy Would You Rather. It provides thought-provoking commentary on classism and forces us to consider just some of the consequences of dehumanization as a form of entertainment. It features some fantastic performances, awesome music, and it also just sets me on edge. I was so tense through most of this film, and it did exactly what I think a film called Would You Rather should do. It made me play the game right alongside its characters and continue to play it in my head long after the movie was over. Would You Rather was produced in part by Periscope Entertainment and, according to the credits, is presented to us by the Lambrook Foundation, which I just think is cute. There is so much more that I would love to say about this film, and hopefully someday I can do kind of a deeper look into it. Um, but as I mentioned... 50 Would You Rather questions, man. But uh, also, Would You Rather turned out to be a very difficult movie to research. Even the Blu-ray version of the film, its only special feature is a kind of lackluster audio commentary from the writer and director. There really don't seem to be a lot of fun facts to know and tell just lying around the internet for people like me to find. I also cannot find this movie's budget anywhere. I mean, people refer to this film all the time as a low-budget horror movie. Um, and it certainly has the look and feel of a high-quality, low-budget movie most of the time, but I can't actually confirm or deny this. I have to just take them at their word, because I have no fucking clue what the budget is. Why is it so hard to dig up information on this film? Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe the Lambert Foundation. Maybe they're suppressing as much information as they can about this film, because they don't want you to know the truth. <laughs> So that was my unusually short review of Would You Rather. Um, I really enjoy it, and I hope you do too. Whether you do or not, though, I would love to hear your thoughts, so come to the Discord and share them with me. Next up, I'm going to be answering some Would You Rather questions myself, uh, which will hopefully result in far less self-mutilation. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so 50 would-you-rather questions in less than 50 minutes, hopefully much less than 50 minutes, because 50 is a lot. I don't want to ask them 
myself because I feel like that's just, that's too much me. So I'm going to drag Alan in here with me. Hi, Alan. Hello. This is the first time that you have been on my podcast with your voice. Yes. <laughs> A man of many words, Alan. I feel like uh, <laughs> Corbin Dallas. Oh, he's getting, oh he's yeah. getting interviewed. <laughs> and he's just got one word answers. Like, hi. <laughs> You're going to be great. I'm really looking forward to this. For those of you who are not familiar with him, Alan is responsible for the music, a lot of the music that you hear on this podcast. He created the intro, outro, and segue music for Final Girl Friday, as well as like the music that we used for Three Sentence Vampire Stories. I keep bumping the little stand for the pop filter. Um... We're sitting in a really awkward position right now because, as I mentioned Whoa. last week, <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> as I mentioned last week, uh, I don't really have the best setup for having guests on my show currently. Um, so we're kind of squished together at my desk using the same single microphone. So I wanted to try to keep this exercise as thematic as possible. I mean, I realized I reviewed Would You Rather today. So technically, any Would You Rather questions would be like on theme. But I wanted to also try to find some horror themed Would You Rather questions. And I did. I found a list of exactly 50 Would You Rather questions that will drive horror fans crazy, according to Aaron Cosetta of Thought Catalog. There were two questions that I noticed when I was kind of previewing them that I didn't really like all that much, so I borrowed a couple from BuzzFeed. But most of these come from Thought Catalog. All right, so here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did I put them? You just <laughs> minimized it. I did. Why did I do that? Oh, okay, there. all right. All right. Would you rather be stalked by Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger? That one's really easy. That's definitely Michael Myers. He's much cuter and much less of a conversational hassle. All right. How come it goes from one to four? Uh, because I, I erased two of them, so <laughs> that's why. <laughs> oh. You just explained that. Yeah. Would you rather have every brilliant director add their own take to Halloween or have the original left alone forever? Have the original left alone forever. <clears throat> I don't know. There's a few directors I would like to see. Do Halloween? Do Halloween. No. Yeah. No. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but why though? Uh, like who like what's who's an example of a director that um, you think so like wes anderson's halloween would be really interesting i think <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but you realize that he would probably cast like owen wilson as michael myers wow. <laughs> wow. yeah would you rather have it be halloween year round or only once a year so you can savor it I think you and I both would have the exact same answer to this question. Halloween all year round. All year round. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> Adur. Adur. Would you rather spend a night in the Overlook Hotel with Jack Torrance or the high school gym during prom with Carrie? Oh, man. Um, your life is going to get pretty rough either way. I would say the prom. I, I think I'd rather be in the gym. All right. Where are we? Okay. Would you rather have your memory wiped? So you can enjoy seeing your favorite horror film again for the first time or have a new sequel made. Okay, so normally I think I would go with the first one, 
But I would love to see a fourth reanimator. So I'm going to say I would rather there be a sequel. Okay. So would you rather be abducted by aliens or chased by a serial killer? I have a clear answer for this. What is your answer? Chased by or abducted by aliens. Why? Uh, Because they can fly in space. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens are going to take you on a journey. That's true. They're going to show you some stuff you've never seen before. A serial killer chasing you is just going to chase you. Well, yeah, and there's no guarantee that you're going to die if you get abducted by aliens. Like, there's no stuff. They might little probing, little light probing. (laughs) You really don't look like you'd be too upset. What's a little light probing between hey, species? Hey. I feel like you would really enjoy being chased by a serial killer. Though. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Until they catch up to you, you would probably have a lot of fun. I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's say both on that one. That's a soft both. <laughs> a soft both. <laughs> if you were in the real life version of Stephen King's It, would you rather face It as a child or an adult? Um, I think as a child, you're more vulnerable in a way against it as a kid, but I think you also have the potential uh, for more power. Your imagination is much more potent. You have more weaponry. Oh, much more weaponry. And as an adult, you know, your imagination becomes sullied by just that harsh bullshit of reality. And, you, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't trust my imagination to be able to defeat an ancient alien. I think being a kid would be the best way to go. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right would you rather be one of the survivors in Zombieland or 28 days later Zombieland, because i would get to spend all of my time with tallahassee oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of time okay maybe <laughs> all right but no just right. I, I would love to be a part of their team 28 days later um no thank you i mean it was a great movie but i would not want to live in that world and it's a little scarier Little scarier, little little more grim, little more serious. There's quite a bit more rape. I would just really, yeah, rather just cut all that out, hang out with Woody Harrelson in Bill Murray's house. Yeah. All right. Next one. Would you rather face off against Jason or Ghostface? Definitely Ghostface because he is has proven time and again to be very defeatable. There are very few incarnations of Jason Voorhees that I would want to fight. You know, but Ghostface, you have a real shot against because. Just a person. Just a person. Would you rather be locked in a haunted insane asylum or lost in the woods with a killer on the loose? I would rather be in a haunted insane asylum just all the time. Yeah? Yeah. I would hate to be lost in the woods. I mean, you don't just have killers to worry about in the woods. You have bears and bugs. Bugs. Bats. Yeah. Giant holes in the ground. Those exist in the woods. What about you? Um, I'll take the woods. Yeah? yeah? You would rather be lost in the woods? I'll well, take the woods. You're kind of one with nature. I'm you're a, nature, a one with nature I'm kind a nature of guy. guy. I am not a nature kind of girl at yeah. all. Um, so, yeah, you would you would fare much better in the yeah. woods than I would. I'd just, like, set a lot of traps around yeah. <laughs> my campfire area. Would you rather give a ride to the hitcher or have the guest stay with you? Okay, that one's easy, too. The guest. Um, I mean, there were some drawbacks to having him around, but it's Matthew from Downton Abbey. He'd always fold the towels. Would you rather deal with the blob or the thing? Definitely the blob. 110% the blob. I feel like you would have a much greater chance of getting away. Fuck the thing. I'd be so scared. 
Would you rather exclusively date people who love horror movies or exclusively date people who are independently wealthy? That's really specific. That's a really specific and weird question. Um, I would much rather date somebody who loves horror movies than somebody that has a bunch of money. You know. What about neither? (laughs) Poor person who doesn't like horror movies. Would you date that person? I am dating that person. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering. I like horror movies. I'm just not a fanatic. It's true. Alan does not hate horror movies. He's just not in love with them like I am. Would you rather have dinner with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family or (laughs) Hannibal Lecter? I would say Hannibal. I mean, it's the lesser of two evils. Neither would be fun. You're going to end up dead either way. But you'd have much better food with Hannibal because Texas, I mean, the Sawyers are just going to, Sawyers are just going to like whip you up some long pig stew. You know, you're going to be eating like somebody's thigh bone. Like, I know. Thank you. I mean, Hannibal too, you might be eating human flesh, but he would like mince it up and make it look like fancy veal, you know? Chef it up a little bit. He'd chef it up. Chef it up. Would you rather have your kids love reading scary stories to tell in the dark or a Stephen King book? Both. That's a dumb question. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's dumb. Well, A, I don't have children, but if I did, I would... Raise them on both. I think I'd start them with scary stories, and then as soon as they're old enough, you move them on to Stephen King. Or Goosebumps. That's good. Oh, definitely Goosebumps. Would you rather guest star in your favorite horror movie, but there's a chance you could die or stay safe on the couch? Wait, would I? there'd be a chance that I could die making the film? Or is it just like my character could get killed? I didn't write the question. (laughs) I'm just reading it. Uh... I mean, if they're just saying that my character, there was a chance my character would die, fuck yes, I would want to die in my favorite horror movie. So I guess what they're saying, like, if you were suddenly put into Freddy Krueger, a Freddy Krueger movie. That's not my favorite horror movie. uh, I'm just saying, (laughs) if you were suddenly put into that, then are you just like in the movie now? Okay. Maybe that's what they mean by that. So instead of guest starring, it would be like, if you could be drawn into the world of your favorite horror movie. Um, no, I'd still go with, yeah, yeah, on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at Herbert West. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to meet that guy? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even Alan is not immune to <laughs> Herbert's charm. Would you rather wake up in the middle of the night to Pennywise or Chucky? Oh, totally Chucky. Totally Chucky. I mean, they're both... They're both a handful, but I I think Chucky would be really fun. I don't know if it'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be easier to deal with. For, for sure. You should just like throw them across the room. Pennywise, I think, would be, oh, be immensely so... terrifying, especially after the new movies, like on the projector scene where he like comes through. That, that would, if I woke up to that, I would probably shit my pants. God, or could you just imagine waking up to like those little glowing yellow eyes and that bulbous head just at the foot of your bed and that's all you can see? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it'd be scary. Nope. Pass. Hard, Chucky. hard pass. Chucky. Chucky. Would you rather have a pumpkin for a head or knives for hands? Oh, God, they're both, they would both cause so many problems. What if it's, would you rather have a knife for a head or pumpkins (laughs) for hands? (laughs) Pumpkins for hands would be really, really cute for a minute. But either way, I'm never painting my nails again. Well, if you had knives for hands, though. If they were like finger knives, like Edward Scissorhands or Freddy Krueger, I could paint my knives. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 
pumpkin for a head, you'd have to make out with that. So what do you think? What are your thoughts Well, on me having a pumpkin head? Pumpkins smell really gross when you like take out all their guts and seeds and stuff. It's true. Um, and they rot really quickly. Yeah. I mean, I guess there'd be some sort of like... Some kind of pumpkin magic. Yeah. <laughs> keeping your pumpkin head alive. Yeah. But then knives for hands? I mean, yeah. No, I mean, that would also suck. But I could paint them. I could paint them, Alan. Pumpkin head. You want me to have a pumpkin head? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Pumpkin head it is. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather watch the tape from The Ring or have to say Candyman in front of a dark mirror? I detect a loophole in this question because they don't actually specify that I would have to say Candyman five times. They just say Candyman. So I'm going to go with that option too and just say, you know, Candyman once. I think I just said it three times. So I'm good now. I don't need to say it again. But I think, yeah, it would be that one. Would you rather be Rob Zombie's production assistant or John Carpenter's? I think I know what you're going to say. Who am I going to say? John Carpenter's. Uh, You are correct, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Absolutely. Rob Zombie would hate it if I were his production assistant. I'd be criticizing him all time day he would kick me the fuck off you'd just be like no (laughs) all right next question would you rather whoa where to go okay would you rather (laughs) be at a remote cabin and see one of the strangers or one of the guys from funny games i mean again you're fucked either way so i would go with funny games just because i personally prefer that film and um I mean, like I said, you're fucked either way. So just which people would you rather be in the presence of? I'd rather be in the presence of the, the guys from Funny Games. Would <laughs> you rather have Black Phillip for a pet or a Cujo? Oh, totally Black Phillip. Come on. It's the Dark Lord himself. Like, sorry, spoiler for those of you who haven't seen the movie that this is referencing. Um, yeah, Black Phillip. He's the devil. He's so cool. <laughs> and Cujo would not be a good pet. He would be a terrible pet. Maybe before he went like foamy at the mouth. He was so cute uh, before that. Yeah. Yeah. Not Cujo. No. Okay. Would you rather have Tim Curry play Pennywise or Bill Skarsgård? I think that this is a silly question. Not it to is. not to criticize the person who wrote this list because for the most part I really like these questions, but this already happened. Like they both played him. Yeah. And so the world played Would You Rather, and they went with both answers. Yeah, I don't like that one. That's, yeah. That's stupid. I mean, that's more like asking who you prefer, and I, I think that they're both equally wonderful. Yeah, who do you like better? But I like them both. I, yeah. I, I never thought I'd say that when I first heard about the new It. I was like, well, this is great, but there's no way that Skarsgård's going to be able to match, you know, Tim Curry's Pennywise, and he completely proved me wrong. Would you rather be in an episode of Black Mirror or Channel Zero? Well, I haven't seen Channel Zero, so I'm going to say Black Mirror. Black Mirror. I'm sorry, Black Mirror. Thank you. Would you rather <laughs> move into the house from Sinister or the Am- Amityville Horror? You said that really adorably. Um, Amityville Amityville Horror. (laughs) What was that voice? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard you make that voice ever. That was amazing. That's my real voice. Oh, wow. Um, You do a really good job of hiding it. I've been hiding it this whole time. (laughs) 
Um, again, much like the laugh question, I actually have not seen the movie Sinister, so I can't offer like an educated answer to this question. I so, wouldn't want to live in the Amityville Horror House because a lot of people vomit violently in that house. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so Sinister it is. If you were in a horror movie situation, would you rather have a loaded gun or a car that you knew wouldn't break down? I would like the car that I can rely on, especially because, you know, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to aim a gun accurately at someone. But a car, I mean, you know. Depends on the horror movie situation. Right. What if you're in a situation where a car cannot help you? Or what if you're in maximum overdrive and the cars themselves are trying to kill you? Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have dinner with Stephen King or Wes Craven? I think I know exactly who you're going to pick. <laughs> Go ahead. This one's actually really not fair. Because I would love to have dinner with Stephen King. Absolutely. 100% would. But I'm going to go with Wes Craven on this one. I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. I, uh, I am. I'm going to say Wes Craven. Uh, partly because Stephen King is still with us. Wes Craven is gone. So if I had the opportunity to talk to him now, you know, it would be all the more special. I would go with Wes. Would you rather, rather <laughs> oh my God. be famous for outsmarting Jigsaw or outsmarting Hannibal Lecter. I would rather not be famous for doing anything, but I guess... That's another weird... It's a weird question. worded... I guess Jigsaw. Yeah, we'll go with Jigsaw. Would you rather have the ability to choose which new horror movies get made every year or have an additional 15 years of life? If I could be given veto power over which horror movies get remade, I might exchange 15 years of my life for that. Like, I might... Pass up an opportunity to live 15 years longer if I can be like, you know what? We don't need to remake Poltergeist. Would you rather meet Bruce Campbell or Bella Lugosi? Okay, see, that's also an unfair question. You know, obviously, I would go with Bella Lugosi because... Wrong answer. It's not the wrong answer. You know I love Bruce Campbell. <laughs> that's the wrong answer. You can't pass up an opportunity to get to meet someone like Bella Lugosi. You just can't. I'm sorry, Bruce. I love you so much. But there is no wrong answer, Alan. This is my show. No wrong answer. You're right. Except for <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> Would you rather put all your enemies at a sleepaway camp for Jason to hunt or in a battle royale situation? Well, I don't really have any enemies yeah. that I know of. So, like, I can't think of a single person that I would want to, like, inflict that kind of harm on. But if I had enemies, I think I'd put them in a battle royale situation. If I could watch. Is that fucked up? It's probably fucked up. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> these are all hypotheticals. That's true. true. Would you rather have a million dollars and never be able to watch a horror movie again? Nope. Or... <laughs> Have to work 20 hours a week for the rest of your life, but be able to watch horror movies. I mean, that's like our life already. Yeah, I already <laughs> work 20 hours a week and watch horror movies anytime I want. So, yeah. yeah I'm, basically, would I like a million dollars in exchange for that? No. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you can't tell me what I can and can't watch. Right? Take your money. Yeah. All right. Would you rather have a new Scream movie or a new Sinister movie? I haven't seen Sinister, so um, I also don't really want a new Scream movie. I was just fucking talking about this the other day. All right, since I don't know Sinister. Sinister it is. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have a zombie apocalypse or The Stand? 
Well, definitely a zombie apocalypse, unless I was immune. You know what I mean? Unless I was one of the people that was immune to the thing that killed everybody off in the stand. You'd want the zombie apocalypse because you would have a fighting chance. Are you a fighter? I'm a fighter. (laughs) Not a lover. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather become a vampire or a werewolf? I've been asked that question a bunch of times. Have you? What was your answer? Oh, vampire. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, vampire for sure. Yeah, I don't. I think that's kind of a. It's like a gimme. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess there are probably people out there that really love werewolves. I've just never been one of them. And well, vampires. I mean, yeah, like daylight can kill you, but you can't eat garlic anymore. But you're aware of what you're doing all the time. No, that's a really good point. I I definitely say vampire. It's interesting because you know, mom and I are watching Buffy together every night. Uh, and we just watched the episode from season two phases where we learn that Oz is a werewolf. And um, I would not want to live like Oz lives. I wouldn't want to have to chain myself up three days out of the month. That's what I'm saying. You're like, oh, you can't control it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so fuck that. Fuck that. Vampire all the way. Would you rather have more haunted house movies or more serial killer movies? <laughs> I guess you got to get through the questions somehow. I got to entertain myself. I've never heard him make this many different types of voices, like ever. This is great. You guys are getting to see a side of Alan that I don't even get to see. Um, By serial killer movies, I'm assuming they mean slasher movies. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Definitely more slasher movies. I mean, I love haunted houses, don't get me wrong, but I can never get enough slashers ever. It'll never happen. I would say haunted houses because I I feel like there's not a ton of those. I mean, there are quite a few. Like, There's way more slasher movies than there are haunted house movies. <sighs> Would you rather be visited by the creepy lady from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark or the pool monster <laughs> from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, my God. The pool monster. I haven't thought about that in years. Which lady from the Scary Stories? Uh, they're talking about... She's the big, like, potato-looking one. Okay. I can't remember the, the story that she's from. The one they put in the movie? Yeah, they put her in the movie. There she is. Right there. Yep. Oh, my God. Ugh. I mean, she's creepy as shit. But I, I think her, probably. I'd pick her over the pool monster. Well, yeah, and it doesn't specify what they're going to be doing. That's they're just true. visiting you. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> so, would you rather have every horror movie scare you so much you couldn't sleep or never be scared by one again? That was tough. That it was tough for you to say. It's <laughs> tough for me to answer. I actually don't know. I mean, obviously, I want to be scared by horror films, you know. Um, and there are still some that, that will give me nightmares. Like, it wasn't that long ago that I had a nightmare about Michael Myers after watching Halloween 2. I fell asleep watching Halloween 2. I, but if every single horror movie I ever saw gave me nightmares that were so severe I couldn't sleep... I would probably have to stop watching horror movies, you know? So I guess I'd say never be scared by one because I can still enjoy them even though they don't scare me so bad I can't sleep. I, either way would suck, but I'm going to go with not being scared. Good answer. Well, thank you. Would you rather have everyone think you were afraid of the dark or actually be afraid of the dark? What are they going to do? Like point at me in the mall or like at the bank? Be like, I heard you're afraid of the dark. (laughs) Like, that's weird. That's a very strange question. It is. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Skip. Skip. If you were an Uber driver, would you rather have Jason Voorhees get in your back seat or Michael Myers? Well, I mean, my answer is always Michael Myers when he's an option. So 
Michael Myers. Michael Myers. No real reason. No. Though, just Michael Myers. Would you rather be a part of the X-Files team or the Ghostbusters team? Ghostbusters! I'd go with X-Files probably. Really? You would want to hang out with Peter Venkman? Um, I mean, Ghostbusters would be more fun. Hell yeah. But X-Files would be way more interesting, I think. Uh, I mean, I guess. Do they have a better theme song, too? Do-do-do-do-do-do. 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 Ghostbusters. Weenie, X-Files. I'd go with X-Files. Okay. All right. Next question. Whatever. Would you rather be stuck in the Belko experiment or the house from Don't Breathe? The Belko experiment is the movie I just watched the other day. I just rented it because I had never seen it before. I talked about it at the beginning of this episode, actually. Oh. Uh, Neither. I'm going to go with neither, but I guess probably the house from Don't Breathe. Would you rather direct any horror project you want or... Have the director of your dreams do it for you. The director of my dreams? Is that the same thing as like my favorite director? Or is it like a Franken director that I've assembled in my brain of like the best parts of my favorite directors? Let's go with that. Okay, then yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> would you rather be stuck in It Follows or It? Well, I enjoy... Being intimate with the person I love, and I would not want to have to worry about a supernatural STD. So I am going to go with living in Derry, Maine. Would you rather be in the family from Frailty or the family from Get Out? I have not seen Frailty. I would not want to be a member of the family from Get Out unless I was a black sheep that they didn't speak to and that lived halfway across the world and that called the police on them. That's fair. Would you rather be a ghost and haunt anyone you want or just go to heaven? I'm going to go with being a ghost on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go be a ghost and leave it at that. Yeah. But what if your heaven is being a ghost and haunting people? Ooh. Then you're doing both at the same time. Or what if heaven was like it's depicted in like what dreams may come or supernatal where everybody gets their own little personalized... In that case, I think I would rather do that. Would you rather survive a horror movie scenario, but some of your friends die, or all your friends live, but you get killed? This is interesting because it relates to the movie, to Would You Rather, because I would obviously say that I would rather all my friends get to live. Clearly, that's what I would want. But I have no fucking clue if that's actually the choice I would make if I were put in a situation where my life were threatened, you know? I don't, th- I don't think it's possible for us to really know what we would do in that situation unless we were in it. It's easy for us to kind of sit up here and say, well, I would do the right thing. But we don't know for sure. I, of course I would want my friends to live. Okay, okay. All right, last two. These I stole from BuzzFeed. Would you rather have Rosemary's baby or adopt Esther from Orphan? Uh, Rosemary's baby. Not Esther? No, I would not. (laughs) Well, because I'm a woman. If I weren't a woman, then maybe adopting Esther wouldn't be terrible at first, at least, because she'd be kissing your ass, like, all over the place, because that's her thing, you know? She, like, falls in love. That's the crazy one who's, like, an adult pretending to be a kid. Yeah. Okay. And she, like, moves into their home with Vera Farmiga and, um... Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband. What's his name? Fuck, I can't remember. But 
And she, like, her goal is kind of to eliminate everyone else in the house so that it's just her and the husband. You know, so if you were the husband, you'd get to live the longest. And she'd be very nice to you until, you know, kind of the veil dropped. But Rosemary's baby, you would be taken care of by very devout Satanists who would make sure that your baby got all the best love in the world. <laughs> so, Rosemary's baby. Final question. Last one. Thank you for doing this with me, by yeah. Appreciate it. I hope yeah. you guys have enjoyed it. Would you rather babysit Damien from The Omen for... Oh, no, that was worded wrong. Or, or <laughs> start over. I was like, this is a really long one. Yeah. All right. Start over. Take two. Would you rather babysit Damien from The Omen or Regan? Reagan. Reagan. Oh, let me start over. Okay. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> Would you rather babysit Damien from The Omen or Regan? Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> I did it again. You did it. Okay. Here, how about I do uh, this? Just, just I do stop. This? Yeah, no. okay. Or there you go. How's that? Reagan from The Exorcist. I think Reagan from The Exorcist. Pronounce Reagan. That's it. I'm done. I can't even. I can't even. That's all I've got for today, guys. I want to thank my patrons one more time because this turned out to be like some of the most fun that I have had doing this podcast, which is always really fun. But man, today was I had such a great time. So thank you so much for choosing this topic and for continuing to support this project when things are so up in the air and just crazy right now. Mel, Alan, Eli, Suzy Q, and Xerxes, I appreciate you guys so much. If you're new here and you're interested in getting involved in the podcast, you can join the Final Girl Friday Discord by clicking on the open invitation in the description of this podcast on Anchor. If you are a member of the Discord, keep an eye on the announcements channel. Uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, I will be announcing the B-Movie of the Month for May. Yes, we are doing B-Movie of the Month again, and this time we're going to do it right it's doubly special for me because May is also my birthday month. I'm going to be turning 37 this year. So I will be celebrating one of my personal favorite movies that came out the year I was born and my 37th birthday with another giveaway. So I'm super excited about that. Just keep your eyes open if that's something that you're interested in. I hope you guys all have a fantastic Friday and well, hopefully it's actually Friday. I don't normally get these episodes done until Saturday afternoon-ish is usually around the time that I'm finally ready to post, but fingers crossed that I actually get this one posted on Friday. What's funny about that to me is that I never intended for this podcast to be like an on Friday type of thing. I know I called it Final Girl Friday, but the day of the week that I would be posting episodes just never even entered my mind during the naming process. I liked Final Girl Friday because it was an homage to the Final Girl trope and an homage to the Girl Friday trope. And so it didn't even occur to me that people would expect me to post episodes on Friday until it was already, it had already begun. Thus far, I've been pretty fucking awful at posting episodes on Fridays. Have a great weekend, guys. Stay safe, stay positive. Please take social distancing seriously. And until next time, creep it real. Mm -hmm.